Nipped in over the line to Skinner. Skinner going wide. Takes a shot. To the Gosian on the other side. Middle stand in over the line. How's it going, everybody? This is the Charging Buffalo Podcast, Season 3, Episode 20. I am Joe, and I'm joined by Luke once again. And the Sabres won yesterday, 5-1. to one. Pretty fun game for the most part. Uh, I thought the first period was kind of boring, but five goals in the second period for the first time since 2009, I believe. So, uh, last week, very, very somber podcast, if you listen, so... We're hoping that this episode has much has a much more positive tone to it. With every win, the mood changes. I think it's going to be up and down like this. It's going to be a slope until the end of the year, until the day of reckoning truly comes. I wonder if there is a day of reckoning. I don't know. This year. I don't know. It's been a couple of years since we had a day of reckoning. But Jeez. it was a a true good old fashioned route. Yeah. I mean, the Devils, they're not a good hockey team. No, they're bad. Should we go over their roster right now? You can pull oh, it up absolutely. and talk about the pure no-names yeah, on this team. Because I, mean, I think we mentioned it a, maybe a week or two ago. but Folks, believe we'll it or not, it again. the Devils have even more no-names than, um, Previously thought. than the last time we yeah. discussed their no-names. Uh, one guy in particular I could think of, Piatilla. Yeah. Uh, I I think he played on the U.S. World Junior Team when McCabe was captain and they won gold. I'm pretty sure. I want to say I don't know. So they have had uh 32 players play this year. Really? Wow. Yeah. That's I mean that seems like less than I thought. But uh, they had no Taylor Hall, no Marcus Johansson last night. But a couple goalie injuries as well, I believe. So Brett Sini, we know him. Uh, Drew Stafford is still Stafford. alive. He almost scored yesterday. He did. Good yep. for him. Mirko Mueller. Who is Igor Yakovlev? E- what? Igor Yakovlev. Igor. Oh, I He's honestly, a KHL guy. I don't think I've ever heard of him before. Steven Santini, former second round pick. Curtis Gabriel. Mm, I feel like he played for the Wild last year. Eric Griba. That's a wild. Eric Griba. That's a wild guy. Wow. Former senator and oiler. Blake Piatilla. Blake, P- Blake Kevin, Piatilla. Kevin. Maybe. Ooh. Well, he's Jeez. been a devil. He's played here and there for a few years now. Well, But could you imagine any of these names showing up on any other team? No. I can't. No. And Mackenzie Blackwood must have the longest name in hockey history. <laughs> I've never seen a name. Second round pick in 2014. Second I, goalie picked, actually. I've never seen a name go off the column. On hockey reference, but his does. He's having a good year for the Devils. Good for him. He is. In eight games played, round up, 95 save percentage. Mm-hmm. So, I think I think I said this before we started recording here. Devils last year, fool's gold. 
yeah. carried by Taylor Hall, but not this year. No. They're not getting really good goaltending at all. Corey, has Corey Schneider won a game? Has it been a nope. year yet? it's been a year. It's been a year it's since year. Corey Schneider has won a game. And he's hurt so. again. And he's hurt again. He's got a few more years left on that contract at $6 million. But luckily the Devils don't spend a lot of money, so they're not going to be uh, tied up in the cap. What do you do with a guy like Schneider? I don't think he's shot yet. I don't yeah, think, I think he's you just good. hope that he retires, or maybe you got you can put him on LTIR. Well, I mean, maybe he can still recover and mm, get back from this. I don't know. It's been a year since the guys won a game. That's I true. I mean, how is that? Has this ever been done? Like from a legitimate like guy that's supposed to be your starting goalie? I don't have an answer to that, <laughs> but I don't know. What a fall from grace. Yeah. Uh, last night, the Sabres had 14 players register a point. I wanted to go back at the, all the box scores and try and see when the last time this was done this season. I'm going to go on a limb and say it was probably the Ottawa Senators game where they won 9-0-2 or whatever it was. So, good game yesterday. I was very pleased. I was not happy the first period. I actually fell asleep. I fell asleep during the game. Uh, I woke up right as Jeff Skinner scored that beautiful goal that you heard. Right I'm the sure the, the ping of the post probably woke you yes, up. Yes, it did. Yes. I missed the final three goals of ours because I was running my idiot friend around to get food. Mm. So I had to pick it up on the radio. Yeah, well, it was a very, very solid game. Pretty complete game, too. And mm-hmm. for not having Jack Eichel, I must say, this was probably one of their better performances. Like, complete games of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tage Thompson, this will be known as the Tage Thompson game because I think he was the best player on the ice. For both teams, Tage Thompson was the best player. Uh, C.J. Smith also had a pretty monster game rewarded with his first NHL goal as well. Smith's breakout game. He almost had two. He banked one off the post on an open net in the first period or so. But whatever. His 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 first goal was was not pretty. Yeah, but he had a they don't strong ask game. how they ask how many. That's true. That's true. It's one, mm-hmm. but that's okay. I think he could stay up here. He he has certainly held his own. He can definitely stay for sure. Especially like I mean, everyone's expecting Smith to be some guy. It's going to be maybe and produce twenty goals. No, that's he's, not the case. Not if he ever if he ever pans out to be a true NHLer, he's going to be a fourth maybe third-line guy. So you just have to temper your expectations, but he's going to be a fine player. I I, I believe he could be a fourth-line guy. He's not going to be sure. a world-beater yeah. pretty much. Yeah. You know what? I want to go back. Uh, Casey Middlestat had a very good game as well. Um, he's going to be just fine. He's going to be fine. And he had a very beautiful goal. A beautiful well. goal. Uh, and that was, I think I told you this yesterday, that was World Junior Championship Casey Mills, that level mm-hmm. goal right there. That yeah. was beautiful. I've been trying to think of, and I had a player in mind when he first played, uh, when he played his first couple of games, but I'm trying to think of a player comparison over the years in the league who remind me of him. At first it was Marty St. Louis. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen much St. Louis in his game of late, though. But then again, he hasn't produced that much of late. Have you... Thought about the possibility of middle stat on the wing. I haven't. I have been thinking about it a lot. And when they drafted him, I thought, hey, this is Jack Eichel's winger of the future. I mean, just because I don't, I'm not saying he can't play center. Because I think he's been playing fine at center. Mm-hmm. I have no gripes with that besides the production. But 
I really think give him a shot on the wing. Put him on Eichel's wing with Thompson. Go Middlestat, Eichel, Thompson, and then, I don't know, Skinner, Rodriguez, Reinhardt, something like that. I haven't given much thought to it because the team never plays guys out of position anyway for what they they think is their position. Mm -hmm. Reinhardt has pretty much never played center on this team. Well, he he started out at center and just it wasn't working. But it 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 does it doesn't happen. I feel like with this team, yeah. I think why it. I mean, why not give it a chance? Why not? Because if you put him with Eichel, he's going to be able to produce, and then maybe Phil be like, "Hey, maybe he's better suited on the wing." That's true. Uh, why not? I'm. I'm not saying. Yeah, just put Rodriguez as his center and then put Middlestad on the wing. That's not going to change anything. No, he needs. They're setting him up for failure. I've been saying this lately. They have been setting Casey Middlestat up for failure. They haven't been giving him good enough wingers, and then we're wondering, oh, why isn't he producing? It's because he's playing with Remy Ali and Vladimir Sabotka or Johan Larson or Gergensons, Oposo, Pominville. I mean, Connor Sherry has been non-existent for how long now? I don't think he's scored since November uh, 20th around there. Sherry? Yeah. I feel like he got an empty well, netter a little, little but while he hasn't ago, scored but still. An even strength yeah. goal. Sherry's been non-existent. Oposo has been non-existent. Pominville, where has he been? Gone. So he's, he's taking shots from the blue line yeah, when he's, he's breaking Pominville's out. gone. I mean. My problem with Pominville is it's he's so predictable when he's coming into the offensive zone. If it's him versus one defender, you know he's blasting that slap shot from the wall. Mm-hmm. You know he's doing it. And he's so gone. Next yeah. year, they're yeah. not. They can't bring him back. No. Maybe there'd be no point. Maybe if he has another late season emergence like he did last year, mm-hmm. possibly. But he was great to start the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he it's, was. It's just weird. I, mean, I don't know what. I mean, he's old. Like he's how old is he now? Thirty-five. He's thirty-five. Yeah. So you never know. And I'm glad we don't have to come on here and once again beat down on secondary scoring because pretty much everybody chipped in. And Reinhardt didn't get a point, and then you got the people on Instagram saying, oh, I told you, he can't produce without Eichel. I mean, he had a good game. Mm -hmm. If you watched, I mean, he made some really good passes. But who were his wingers? Who I think he had, he was playing with Rodriguez and Sherry. I mean, those guys don't really score that much anymore. Sherry was good in the beginning of the year when he was on Eichel's wing before uh, Skinner, Eichel Pominville started, but he has been, I don't, th- it's still early. It's still really early. I don't think that he's here long term. He's kind of like a stopgap kind of guy. I saw the, the final two-on-one yesterday with like five seconds or so with, mm-hmm. It was Rodriguez. It was Rodriguez Sherry. and Sabotka. Oh yes, yes. I and remember. Rodriguez passes Sabotka, and Sabotka Sabotka's dropped the ball. Yeah. And that guy, Rodriguez, had a game yesterday. Yeah, Erod was great, mm-hmm. but Sabotka. I mean, he can't. I don't want to use the term "buy a goal" too much, but man, that guy just he can't get it. Reinhardt was playing with two guys, no finish yesterday too. Oh Rodriguez can't score, really. I mean. He's he's a good setup guy. We saw it yesterday. Hey, but. And, and you know what? We know Skinner can make plays on his own. He doesn't need Eichel to make plays. Yeah, I said it last week. Skinner can play with Johan Larson. He's still going to score. When Eichel gets back, why don't you put Skinner with Middlestat? Why not? Why not? Because I I want to see Thompson with Eichel. 
I think, especially yesterday, Thompson took over the game. Mm-hmm. He was carrying the puck. He that guy shot. Just you can the velocity. On he has it. to have one of the hardest shots in the league. Oh, he has it's to. Wicked. He mm-hmm. wires it. If he can get his accuracy like up. Man. I love the slow-mo shots of a Tage Thompson snapshot because it's just wiggling around in the air like and side to side. I've been noticing he's not doing the toe drag as much anymore. Right. He it used to just be toe drag after toe drag. He's going to be shots of toe drag. Just it, the, the raw talent that Tage Thompson has, mm-hmm. if he can just figure everything out, he's going to be a real deal type of player. I'm the sky's the limit. And his just the talent that he has. His strongest attribute, of course, is his shot. Mm-hmm. And who can give him the puck? Jack Eichel. Yes. Oh man, imagine Eichel. Just could you imagine? Like, even how many goals does Thompson have now? Four or five? If they I put us more than that, I don't know. I'll look. Yeah. But if they put him with Eichel, I mean, twenty is twenty out of the realm possibility if. I mean, if they, if they're, if they go on like another, they are above five hundred the rest of the year. Can Thompson hit twenty if he's with Eichel? I can see. I don't it. see why not. If you're playing with Eichel, yeah, I can see. I can definitely see Thompson hitting twenty if he's with Eichel for the rest of the year. Now, I would like to keep Reinhardt with Eichel, of course. What about Sherry as the other winger? Maybe middle stat Thompson. Thompson Skinner. has five goals, nine points in thirty six okay. games. Middle stat Thompson Skinner. What do you think of that? Hmm. Only problem is none of them can really play defense. But can can either of the guys on that top line though? I mean, Eichel. If I were to say Eichel, Reinhardt, Reinhardt can play defense. Yes. Yeah, I think so. Mm, it's tough to say, and I don't yeah. know if they would put. I I want middle stat on the wing. I don't think it's going to happen. That's mm. the thing. No, it's not. It, I, because they don't have the centers to do it. Right. If I want to bring this up when we're talking about switching guys and whatnot, and I've pro- I've talked about this on the show a bit, but I'm really feeling this lately. If all else fails for Rasmus Ristolainen, and we don't like his defensive talent anymore, put him at wing. This guy has or center. A, he has a future as a forward, Ristolainen. I- He's an animal. People are gonna think you're crazy, but they're I gonna think I'm crazy. Yeah, I mean, he's never been a plus in his career. Okay, mm-hmm. he and he, for good reason. I mean, he has right. played on very bad teams. He's had 40 points multiple times in his career as a defenseman, multiple times. I think he has 26 points this year. I think he's at. The guy has a shot. He can be an animal. At Brent Florida. Burns. Brent Burns. I know that's such. That's just that's a reverse Brent. Burns. That's the comparison, and I know that. But I feel like this was a discussion about Tyler Myers a few years ago. Was it? Yes. Like the that's, tank, the that tank year, they put him in front of the net on the power play. Like, but like Ristolainen, that guy, he can score goals. He can make plays. Yeah, there's not many defensemen if like he, him. What, in if terms they of that. put him at forward, I think he'd be able to do it. Mm-hmm. I really think he would be able yeah. to. And I, uh, this idea got, got put in my speed. head. I, you know what? I, I can see it. And he's, he's, it's not going to happen. He, but it's I not going to happen. Yeah. Hypothetical. He's a force of nature. Yeah. It's big. Like, put him on the wing. Put him I'm, on Michael's wing. I'm dying to see this. Like, I need to see it. If all, like Before you even think about trading him, put him just, wing. just try it. And it won't happen, but still, I wish, I wish it would just... 
I wish they'd think about it. Because why not? Yeah. Why not? They Maybe don't have the defensemen to do it right now. Though. Exactly. The they don't have the, the core. They don't have the personnel to do it. But, I mean, some of the good guys, some of the young guys come up. You sign a few guys. I don't know. I don't know. Draft a defenseman. Hi. I would like a draft defenseman, actually. I think we... we another, they do have four first-round picks in the next two years. I would hope they draft at least one, right. maybe two. I mean, we've, we've taken centers for so long, or a winger and whatnot. We only took Darlene because he fell into our lap. We, mm-hmm. I don't think we would have taken our... We, well, we wouldn't have taken a defenseman if, um, if we fell back a, another pick or so, but... Yeah. I would just like, you know, middle of the first round... Picking our defenseman. I've been I've been thinking a lot, especially before yesterday's win, mm-hmm. because as I said before, I see Middlestat as possibly a winger going mm-hmm. forward. Get a legitimate, legitimate second line center like Ryan O'Reilly type. Mm-hmm. Kirby Doc, I mentioned him last yes. week. There's Alex Turcott, who's just coming back from his injury for the United States Development Program. Trevor Zegras, who is also on the United States National Development Program. No shortage of centers this year. Mm-hmm. Pick one. Pick one. I You know this more than anyone. You know this more than anyone. I am firmly draft the best player. Yes. This year? <laughs> no. No. When you have the, when you have the amount of high picks that the Sabres do in the next two years, you can pick and choose. Especially That's if, true. if they do end up having three this year, which... I've I'm been starting to think the Blues have been winning some games lately. I don't think they're as bad as their record shows. I think possibly getting that pick could be a possibility. I think it's possible. It's another really good draft here. It, yes. And people have been saying, oh, let's trade one of these picks. Let's trade them. And then they're the same people that are complaining that Tim Murray traded these picks in 2015. This could be a really good draft. I, this could be a very, very, very good draft. We can't trade one of them for a 27-year-old third-line center. And Jason Bottrell was on GR yesterday, and he said, if you trade if you trade a young piece, like a prospect, or one of these first-round picks yeah. for help now, yeah. you're going to, like a 27-year-old guy is going to be a UFA next yeah. year, you're going to have the same exact problems two years exactly. down Exactly. And I'm so glad we this, have a guy. This is why... I love Jason Bottrell yeah. so much mm-hmm. because this guy has a vision. I mean, yeah. people want to see success now. I want to see success now. But would you rather see success now or long-term success years down the road? I have heard. And that's the vision. That's the plan. I have heard. And they're just, not straying away from it. I have heard, just you wait, this team's going to be good way too much over the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. I love Bottrell. Yes. What what a leader. He's the exact guy we needed for the job. He came in, he identified what are these missing pieces, and he found them. I think. I think he did. Tate Thompson. Tate Thompson, indeed. Quentin Byfield next year. Now I'm really excited for the draft. I, you know I'm there's, in full draft mode. There's nothing like stockpiling some nice young pieces. And letting them develop. I and don't think you this... mentioned before mm-hmm. centers. They yeah. I think we I think I mentioned this last week too. They don't have a guy in the system besides Middlestat that has the potential to be a second line center. Mm-hmm. 
I don't. I see Rasmus Asplund and Marcus Davidson as bottom six centers or wingers. Yeah, they don't have anything else really. I don't. I don't think they do at least, Mm-mm. unless somebody just comes out of nowhere and becomes top six potential. I just don't right. see it. But they need. They need because what if Millstat doesn't become a center? Then you're screwed. Mm-hmm. You can't think of a team that doesn't have good center depth. That's a cup contender. I can't. No. You need a good. If Middlestat can't play center, I mean, who knows? Like he's still a rookie, but if that doesn't work out, what do you do? You got to trade for one. Yeah. And good young second line centers aren't usually available. And and I've been thinking about the O'Reilly trade a lot lately, and I'm starting to kind of. I used to be all for yeah, good thing this happened, but. I'm not so sure anymore. I mean, O'Reilly's a really good player. He's still kind of young, locked up, long-term still. So, I don't know. I'm not sold. Tage Thompson's going to be a good player. Who knows what those picks will turn out to be, but I'm not so sure that that was all out the right decision because what if they have O'Reilly right now? That's another near-point-per-game player that you have on your team. can play in all situations. The way it's looking, it's as if we traded O'Reilly for some picks and Tage Thompson. That's practically all we got. Sabotka has pretty much been a non-factor. Berglund's right. gone, so. Right. I mean, Sabotka has two goals in one game. Mm-hmm. And that's that's all for his production. Yep. It's not, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm okay with the trade. I'm not all like, oh, this is a win, this is a pure win for the Sabres. I don't think it's a all-out win for the Blues either because there's no guarantee they're going to be good next year. Mm-hmm. And if Buffalo can get the 11th or 12th or 13th pick this year, that's good. That's good. You can get an Arthur Kaliev, who's pure goal scorer. You can get Alex Turcotte, who has a potential to be a really, really good top six forward in this league someday. Same thing with maybe a Kirby Dock or Peyton Krebs. There, this is a very good draft, and I don't. Th- I, I'm going to start preaching this. Uh, there's this website out there. It's called prospectshifts.com. Subscribe to it. I think it might be like five dollars. It might be five dollars or less a month, but it's worth it. I've been watching a lot because they have all these shift by shift videos from all the draft prospects, even next year's prospects as well. If you want to start looking ahead, but I've been watching these centers because I'm I'm gung ho on this. Yeah, they need to draft a center this year. Center high in the first, I think you know center defenseman, maybe a winger, but you you can't. I don't want to double up. You know, two centers that might be too much. I mean, go get one of each. Yeah, I'm I'm in dreamland here, but I really wish we could get Capo Caco. It's not going to happen. <laughs> it's not going to happen. It's I'm just saying. Happen. I was playing NHL 19 to start a new franchise mode, and the Sabres missed the playoffs, and we won the lottery. So, Did, Oh, yes. okay. Are you getting, mm. We got Vasily Podkolzin. Oh, so. Okay. Okay. I had to choose between Podkolzin and Dylan Cousins. Okay. It was a very tough decision. I got Peyton Krebs and Capo Caco. Peyton Krebs is a very, very good player. Now, oh, man, but Caco... Kako, yeah, and I, this, I this could, would be a good time to get into the World Juniors. Indeed. But Kapo Kako, he's going to go second overall. I think he, it's all but a guarantee that Kapo Kako, barring a catastrophe, will be going second in the draft. He got the game-winning goal for Finland 
in the World Juniors. Also, Uko Pekalukinen and Oscari uh, Loxinen, two of the Sabres' top prospects, win gold in that tournament as well. Uko Pekalukinen named to the... World Junior Ru- All-Star team. Yes. Exactly. Voted on by the media, I believe. Lukinen was much better than last year, of course. Oh, yes. He Almost doesn't even need to be said. But there was there was one game, I think I talked about it last week, at my event against USA, they lost 4 nothing. Four really bad goals, but other than that, very good showing by Uko Pekalukinen this time around. And Jason Bottrell said in an interview... He's turning pro next year. Next year you'll be pro, mm-hmm. so... Hopefully it's in Rochester, not in uh, Cincinnati. So It'll be Rochester. Should be. It, uh, has anyone ever really gone to... Johansson is, is but still that, in I mean, Cincinnati, but that's, that's Johansson. It's Jonas Johansson. Yeah. So maybe... I don't know. Would they go with Johansson and Lukanen in Rochester next year? Probably not. Johansson's probably in Cincinnati again, then they cut ties with him after that. I, I don't know what they do. For Rochester, because Lukanen's not going to start in Rochester next year. Highly unlikely that happens, but or maybe he goes back to Finland. Who knows? It's possible, but he's still under con- he's under contract with the team now. They signed him, so he probably goes to Rochester. You can always keep Wedgwood. Yeah, you could extend him another mm-hmm. year, or maybe you bring in a journeyman Finnish goalie. I don't know, like Riku Hellenius. Remember him? Ooh. Bring in a guy like Riku Hellenius, <laughs> yeah. the, the starter. A Finn can learn under him. I, I don't hate that idea. Is that going to happen? Sign uh, Mike McKenna. Yeah. <laughs> you can, a guy like Mike McKenna. That would yeah. yeah. be a perfect idea. But was, they, they can't yeah. throw Lucan in into the Wolves. 20-year-old, young goalie starting. That no pun intended, really happen. of course. That does not really happen all that often. So right. take it slow. He's not going to be in the NHL in a couple in a year or two. Yeah, take it slow, especially with goalies. It was a really weird tournament, though. Everyone knows by now Canada was knocked out mm-hmm. in the quarterfinals. Yep. Sweden was upset by Switzerland, which probably put their coach in a very awkward position. The we-aren't-going-to-be-Canada guy. Yes. Because you almost faced Canada pretty much if you would have uh, won your, I feel, your second didn't game. They, face, they, they did face Canada in the... Did Canada beat them or Denmark 14 enough? They beat Denmark 14 okay. nothing. But I think that they faced Switzerland, and it was a close game. It was. Switzerland had, they had some good players. Uh, who was supposed to be first, second-round pick. I thought he looked pretty good, especially for a draft eligible. Draft eligibles don't really, barring like the elite guys, like your Brady Kachucks, your Jack Hughes, your uh, Vasily Podkols and Kapokakos, they don't really show up at the World Juniors and play really well and produce. I thought that for a on Team Switzerland, a guy who's not really on the radar to be like a top 10 pick or anything, but he's supposed to be like a late first round, early second round guy, Nussbaumer, he played pretty well. He, he was an import pick. He played for the Schwinnigan Cataracts. I, I, I like him, but... Maybe, maybe he's an option late in the first round. Who knows? I think they had Nando Eggenberg. Nando Eggenberg. Yeah. Yes, he went undrafted last year. Somebody should draft him. Somebody should draft him. Philip Kurashev to Chicago Blackhawks fourth-round pick in last year's draft. He's having a great year for the Quebec Ramparts. And speaking of the Quebec Ramparts, when was the last time somebody like relevant played for the Quebec? Like Grigorenko? Who Anthony is that? Duclair. There's not many Quebec ramparts. Gauthier Leduc. Who is that? Remember the guy we had? Oh, or, uh, Jerome. Remember Jerome Gauthier Leduc was one yep. of the Sabres. Like good him. process. I remember watching him his first development camp. Like wow, this guy's good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, 
Mikhail Grigorenko, the Guac Ramparts don't really have many relevant prospects anymore. No. But, yeah, I it was a fun tournament. I didn't really get to watch a lot of it because I don't have NHL Network anymore. But And how about Matias Samuelson? I'll talk about him for a little bit. I didn't get to watch him much. Yeah, because they were all the late games. Yeah. So, and where I watch it, I'm not welcome there at, like, 1030 at mm. night, you know. So, mm, okay. Uh, I mean, Samuelson, he, he's, in his defense, players his age don't really show up at the World Juniors. He's, I think he's still only 18. He'll be a leader on the team next year. Mm. But we'll see what he can do next year. But I'm not all that high on him. And if you've been listening long enough, yeah, you know yeah. that. Now the the relegation round, Denmark gets relegated mm-hmm. after losing to Kazakhstan. Denmark was horrible. They were putrid. Any any team that loses fourteen nothing, you don't deserve to be in the World Juniors. I'm sorry, Ger- I, Germany like they deserve. And Germany got term. promoted. Germany won mm-hmm. the the division below them. I wonder. I think Dominic below. Bach is still eligible for next year. So. Hope. He should be one of their go-to guys. So Kazakhstan stays in, though. And they actually, at least in the first period, made it a bit of a game against the USA. They uh, they tied it. It was a tie game at one. And um, I don't know. They looked like actual competent hockey players, unlike Denmark, who were just brutal. They are terrible. And for some reason, Denmark games were the ones that I mostly watched because I, I, I don't even know how. I don't know. I might have just wanted to watch them get blown out. But, I'm glad Denmark got relegated. I have reasons yeah. for it. You you know, I, I've told you the story. I don't know. Oh, I'll tell you after. Yeah, it's I, I'm not this. It's uh, not appropriate for. Oh, okay. The TCB yeah. Podcast. Yeah, I know. I, okay, I, I know that. Yeah. yeah. Okay, but man, they were a brutal team. And it was probably because they're up to no good. Yeah, they mm-hmm. they definitely weren't up to much good last year. Yeah, when the tournament was in Buffalo, I'll tell yeah. you that. Uh. All-Star game. We we completely forgot to talk about the All-Star game last year. Jack Eichel will be the Sabres representative. And the last men in. Uh, I have no idea when the voting is going to be announced, but vote for Jeff Skinner. You can vote ten times per day. Let's get the skin man in the All-Star game, because why not? Now, the NHL post on Instagram, it was an ad for the last man in. And there was eight pictures. And it said, like, vote Marshawn, vote... Or Bergeron, whoever it was, vote so-and-so. Skinner was not one of those guys, one of the eight guys they're that they promoted. not to get him in. They're, they're rigging it against Jeff Skinner. I, <laughs> I'm i kidding. I think but, I could definitely see Skinner getting in because Buffalo really loves him. If we rally around him, yeah. I think I think he, he's he got a chance. Mm-hmm. Definitely has a chance. One of the, he's second. He's second in the league in goals right now. Twenty nine. He's on pace for fifty goals for the first time in his career. So, mm-hmm. I the people complaining that he wasn't in there outright. You're crazy. Yeah, I'm sorry. Like, look, each team gets one representative. I, and why with this can't... three on three format? Are you gonna have Steven Stamkos or Jeff Skinner? You're gonna pick Steven Stamkos. It's about. The All-Star game, they want the casual fan to tune in. Mm-hmm. Is the casual fan going to watch Jeff Skinner, want to watch Jeff Skinner, or Steven Stamkos? Steven Stamkos. Right. The, the answer is easy. S- Skinner's a good player, but he's not a star like the likes of Stamkos 
Bergeron. These he's guys, not marketable. Yeah, he's not a marketable player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Not yet, at least. Maybe if he has a few more years like this year, maybe he becomes one of those guys. But uh, we're going to get into Jeff Skinner a little later. But Why does the NHL insist on doing silly gimmicks? Just go back to East versus West. Not everybody has to be represented. It's not a participation trophy, mm-hmm. okay? It, the All-Star Game used to be a thing where you earned it, but then now everybody, everybody just gets a chance. When you have one player from each team, then, like, what if a horrible team like the Kings? Nobody should be in that game from the Kings. No. Nobody. But is anyone in L.A. going to watch the game if they don't have a player there? That's the thing. Who cares? But that's the thing. Like, what I, I said before, it's it, the, the All-Star Game is about trying to get eyes on it. Exactly. They don't have it just just to have an all-star game. It's trying to get new eyes on your game. It's just stupid. And in a market like Los Angeles, where you don't have as many hardcore hockey fans, yeah. like Andre Kopitar, you got to have someone like that in there. I just don't like it. It's not my job to market Yeah, I understand. Show. I understand that they should just have the best of the best, the guys that deserve it, in there. But... That's just not the way it goes. Yeah, what I really liked the, the previous gimmick was the, the fantasy giraffe. That was kind of cool. That was fun. Mm-hmm. But like the three on three, it kind of died off after the John Scott. Right. I, just the John Scott All Star Game. That was the last All Star Game. I mean, the one last year was kind of fun because it was Eichel's first. But mm-hmm. the John Scott one, that was that was awesome. Yeah. You just want to tune in because the NHL. Are they still making a movie out of that? That was really the first one where. This whole new system came mm-hmm. into play. I I thought I heard they were making a movie about that. They have been for a while, is but it's still happening. Or? Yeah, I mean, movies get take a long time to get really no, going. I'm gonna look it up. Yeah, but I just think I miss the days of Brian Campbell, Chris Drury, Danny Briere, and Ryan Miller all being on the same All Star team, and it can't happen anymore. I get it. What I was gonna say is, it's not my job to market for the NHL. But I can tell them there's a better way of doing it. There has to be. I get, you know, attracting a casual fan. But, I mean, they all, they, they already kind of do that by having the, the musical guest and whatnot. Maybe involving some celebrities in it one way or the other. Uh, the skill challenge is enough to bring in casual viewers, I think. They have plenty, so, of, yeah. plenty of hijinks there. I just think there has to be a... A better way to do it. And I looked up the, this John Scott movie. I haven't. I, I don't see anything since 2017. So maybe it's not happening anymore. But anyways, Jeff Skinner. Yeah. Uh, Pierre LeBrun on Insider Trading yesterday, saying that uh, contract talks are starting to get going between the Sabers and Jeff Skinner. And he wrote a piece on the Athletic today uh, about UFA wingers. And whatnot, so I'll read you some of these quotes. Uh, Sabres GM Jason Bottrell and veteran agent Don Meehan of New York Newport Sports have trade messages this week trying to firm up both sides and get together on Skinner, who is having a monster year after being acquired from Carolina. Meehan is expected to be in attendance for Saturday's Sabres game versus the Tampa Bay Lightning, but Jason Bottrell won't be back yet from out-of-town scouting meetings. So it's not clear yet. When exactly preliminary talks will begin, other than both sides seem e- eager 
to get it going in the very near future. So that's good to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, Skinner's agent is going to be in attendance for Saturday's matchup against the Tampa Bay Lightning, but Botchel's not going to be there. Uh, I'm sure there will be some dignitary on our part. Skinner wants to stay in Buffalo. Buffalo wants to keep Jeff Skinner. Let's get a number that's team-friendly here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, Le- LeBron gets into some numbers here from agents. Uh, what will that number look like if a deal gets done? Okay, and here's a quote. Here, he's an interesting case, but he's been previously inconsistent, said one rival agent, obviously not involved in it. Uh, Skinner's on pace for his first 50-goal season after putting up 24 last year in Carolina. He had 37 goals two years ago after putting up 28 the year before that and 18 the season before that. So uh, you can see the inconsistency there. But who's the center? Yeah, Victor Rask. I mean, look at the team he was on. Yeah, exactly. He's he's playing. He's been playing with a star, so mm-hmm. obviously his goals are going to go up when he's playing yeah. with somebody that can help carry his weight. I guess mm-hmm. uh, Skinner making five point seven two five million this season turns twenty seven in May, so term will will also figure into negotiations just as much as the average annual value. Uh, funny what varying responses I got on Skinner. From other agents around the league, one agent Tuesday suggested eight million a year, and that made sense. Another said ten million plus. Could you imagine Jeff Skinner making ten million dollars more than no. Jack Eichel? I absolutely not. Jeff Skinner will not be the highest paid player. On I this team. I have There's no, no problem giving him eight because I said this before we went on the air. But in all likelihood, middle stats first contract is going to be three four. three years four million. Yeah, something either like way. That. Darlene is a little bit down the line. He might actually command big money. Oh, he will command with big money. the cap, I mean, it goes up every year. You can have three big contracts. I think those are going to be your three best players for the foreseeable future. Hmm. Why not do it? Why not? Why not? Not 10. 10 is just not 10, too much. No, I don't no. think anyone pays Skinner 10. No. This agent is out of his mind. Yeah, I, mean, I he, can tell that maybe agent, he'll Maybe he'll ask for 10. But that, he's not going to get to. No. That agent isn't getting his his athletes a whole lot of money. The, this whole pay Jeff Skinner movement is just doesn't make much sense because then you're going. These are the same people that are going to complain that Jeff Skinner is making too much money in three years and are talking about trading him already. So mm-hmm. you got to negotiate. You got to negotiate. Uh, yet another agent pay him ahead of Evander Kane seven million. And then it was also seven years, but behind Tyler Sagan, nine point eight five million. So I I still think nine point eight five is a lot. That's a whole lot. Still too much. Nine point eight five, and I think Tyler Sagan is on a different level than Jeff Skinner, as uh, they would say on Hockey Central, an impact player. Is Jeff Skinner an impact player? <laughs> he's an impact player. I yeah I think, so. I think I think he's starting to get because what that. what's what's the level before? it was it was a franchise player impact, impact player, player and um good NHL player I think Skinner is starting to creep into the impact player mm-hmm. as uh, I forget his name uh, oh yeah who was it? former Central. general manager yeah, former for Blue Jackets yes, I think yes I forget the name mm-hmm. but I I know his anyways uh, yeah Skinner he's gonna he's gonna make more than seven. People suggesting that maybe he'll get like six, six and a half. That's not happening. He's gonna because that more. that's just disrespectful to the player. You know he's worth more than six or seven million dollars. Yeah. He's worth more than Evander Kane. Yeah, more than James Van Riemsdyk. We gotta remember Max Patcher, right? These Jason, guys are all making seven. Jason Bottrell is negotiating with a real person here. You gotta you gotta respect the guy for his talents. Mm-hmm. You gotta pay him what he's earned. 
Uh, yeah, Skinner. Hopefully, I think the deal is going to get done. Mm-hmm. I, but what if it doesn't? What if, do they consider trading him if they can't get a deal done? I'm just playing devil's advocate Well, I think here. absolutely you got to. If they know, I don't if see If they it, know. Here's the deal. Okay. But between now and the trade deadline, I don't see it going off the rails that much. Yeah. There's not enough time. And he, you got to remember, he wants to be here. Absolutely. He wants to be here. He wants to sign. And I think it was only like three, I think I've mentioned this before, but three teams that he would have waived his no-move clause to go to. And I think it was Pittsburgh and maybe Toronto. And those teams can't afford him. Mm-hmm. This is the only place that he is going to want to be. So Pittsburgh's not going to be able to sign him. Toronto's not going to be able to sign him for agency. He's going to want to be here. Right. Unless some team wants to grossly overpay him, but that's not going to happen. What about Anaheim or something? Anaheim. Anaheim or LA. For him. I don't know, but... There was rumors that L.A. was interested. There wasn't a lot of interest in Skinner, too, no. around the draft. L.A. had minor interest, but they went to Kovalchuk instead for some reason. The Sabres were always the the leader. We've been in on Skinner for years. Really? I feel like. Oh, I yeah. Know. I never really heard much about him. Him? Who was, um... Remember, remember, we were always in on Bobby Ryan. That was always a big thing. No, I don't think we were in on Bobby no, Ryan. No, that was the rumor, It was, though. uh, fan fan reaction on Twitter. Just like how the Sabres are in on Brandon Montour. The, the Sabres are not... That, this The Brandon Montour discussion sickens me. Why would the Ducks trade Brandon Montour? It's not going to happen. Just stop. It doesn't make any sense. Oh, we could trade Gooley in a first. Why would Anaheim do that? No. Why? Maybe <laughs> if you're trading them Jeff Skinner, but that's not You'd have happen. to give up a guy like Skinner. In, yeah. in real life. Not this a hypothetical is, this situation. This is NHL 19, no. folks. Brandon Montour is a really good player. You can't trade Ducks Zach aren't. Bogosian in a, a 2022 first for Brandon exactly. Montour. <sighs> Man. That's why you can't let rumors get out of control like that either. Most of the time, they're not even rumors. Uh, okay. We had a request to talk about the Taylor Fadoon trade before yeah. we forget about that again. Who would have thought a few months ago we'd be talking about this trade? I, I Over a honestly round did pick. not think that Fadoon would even come close to playing 25 games, but here we are. It's only January 9th, and Fadoon has already played 21 games for the Dallas Stars, four away from the Sabres netting a 2027th round pick. Hallelujah. Oh, this is great. I mean, it's, it, that's a huge victory a for us either way. Yeah, pick exactly. a pick. He wasn't even playing in Rochester on some nights. No. So he's got six points in 21 games. Good for him. Three points in three games for the Texas Stars as well. So, this is if he always, doesn't hit twenty five games, I'd be very surprised. This is always the kind of trade that comes back to haunt the team that made it. We're gonna do something crazy with that seventh round pick or something. Oh, it's just like, that's just like how Victor like, that's just how things like this turn out. Like it, it's ten just, years down the road, Stars fans are like, "Oh, we traded the pick that became Ido Iguchi." Yeah. If you don't know Ido Gucci is a good friend of mine. Uh, <laughs> good friend. Good. Yeah. I liked him before it was cool. Your okay. pen pal. Yeah, my pen pal. From land. <laughs> He's going to be a, a star someday. Mm-hmm. Japanese hockey sensation. But, yeah, they can get some star with that seventh round pick. And then we're like, wow, remember Taylor Fadoon? We traded this guy for It's just pick. like things happen like that. It, it always, like, weird stuff happens like that all the time mm-hmm. in, in sports. I just feel like, what if? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Taylor Fadoon, four games away, the Sabres could possibly get a seventh-round pick. And on the topic of conditional picks, can this just die? 
Remember the days when you just traded a pick and there was no condition on it? Those were the days. Mm-hmm. Like, why? What happened? Are teams really that afraid of losing their jobs over a seventh-round pick? Come teams, on. Teams are soft. I think, see, they've seen other teams get burned in the past, and they don't want it to happen to them it's again. It's dumb. How did this start? It is dumb. How did this start? I, th- I feel like the last time, the first time this happened was the Vanek trade. And then every team copied it. Every team's like, oh, yeah, we have the option to defer the pick to next year. Oh, if we win the lottery, we get to keep it. If we are in the top ten of the draft, we get to keep it. Or we have the option to That is it. just so I cheap. hate it. It's every for, Where's the fun? Where's the fun? It's making it fair for everyone. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? You're, you're grown men. Remember the Sagan trade. If you make a mistake, own up to it. The, the first Sagan trade. Yeah. Boston. Boston got the second overall pick out of the, the Kessel trade. Yeah. And then they got Dougie Hamilton the year after. Why? Like, that's you're never going to see that again. Unless it's like an Ottawa scenario where they keep the pick and then it goes on to the year after and then they're bad. But I, it, this could easily happen to Buffalo next year. I'm not that, sure. That's where the fun is. But how much fun would... We all be having if we can think about playoffs and Jack Hughes. I think it's the same thing as the offer sheets. Teams don't want to screw each other over and burn any bridges, so they're kind of looking out for one another. Uh-huh. But like, you mean to tell me that Doug Armstrong sincerely thought that his team was going to be where they are this year? Nobody thought the Blues were going to be where they are this no. year. Nobody. The people were all saying, "Oh, the trade's bad because it's going to be like the twenty-fifth pick." No, it's not. Come on. Like, this sucks. This sucks. I hope that they either get 11 or 12 this year, or if they're bad, like, the Blues aren't going to be bad next year. They're not. They could, but... It's like the same concept as, like, no take-backs. The same thing, like, with Ottawa, they're incompetent. Mm -hmm. You could expect the Ottawa Senators pick to be high this year because they're just flat-out incompetent. They traded Eric Carlson... And they're going to probably trade Matt Duchesne and Mark Stone. But the Blues, they're half competent. They're going to make moves to get get better next year. The Sabres aren't going to get Alexi Lafreniere. I just cannot see that happening. So if they do, could you imagine? But it's not going to happen. We could dream. Remember the days, like, like the Vanek trade, we all thought, oh, my God, if the Islanders suck again, we could have McDavid and Eichel. No. That's just a pipe dream. But, heck, maybe there's another condition. Maybe there's another condition on it that we don't know. What if if the Blues are in the top 10 next year? It goes to 2021. Like, could you imagine? What, like, we just find that out after the pick gets deferred. What if there's another condition? Well, could you imagine if the pick gets deferred, the Sabres get, like, a second-round pick? What if we don't know all the details yet? Mm-hmm. Well, that would be something. Yeah. That's, that'd be cool. Could you imagine if that comes out? Like, oh, the pick is going to 2020, but the Sabres get the Blues' second-round pick. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah. It's, it's not going to happen, but no. You know, no. food for thought. Yeah. Uh, You want to talk about... Oh, Scott Wilson. Yeah. Scott oh, Wilson man. was waived. It's 1037 at the time of this recording right now, so we're probably not going to find out about the results of Scott Wilson getting waived in this episode. But we We had debated this. Where does Wilson fit into the lineup? We had said, who gets sent down? Ely. It's probably Wilson. Scott Wilson. And it was know. Wilson. Wilson yeah. was the odd man out. I, CJ Smith. 
Yeah, I, I yeah, because Smith, I guess he proved to and be... And they don't want to waive those defensemen for some reason. Right. I... I don't. I, I don't want. I'm kind of shocked, actually. No one's gonna claim him though. No one. I hope not. He's making a shade over a million dollars for another year. You don't often see teams oh, yeah. claim guys with. It's not big money, but it's a million dollars. A million dollars mm-hmm. is significant. Yeah. Cap hits. And you got to keep in mind, a lot of teams don't have a lot of cap space, and with another year left on his contract, teams aren't gonna want that commitment. And he's like a fourth-line guy. You don't really want to be paying that much. So he's not going to get claimed. And he hasn't played since September. And I, the Sabres probably have a good feeling he's not going to get claimed. I have a feeling they're not. he's not going to get claimed. But say if he did go on a conditioning assignment, played well, made his way back up to Buffalo, and then played decently well in Buffalo, and then got sent down, and then they'd have to waive him, the odds are... Maybe he'll get claimed then because people have seen him play this year. The right time to waive him was now because he hasn't played since September in training camp. But if they rolled the dice, let him play, and Teton scouts like what they see, maybe they do claim him. So that's not going to happen. So he's not going to get claimed. I, you know, Cole, take me on it if he does. But if, even if they do lose him, they free up a million dollars in cap space. That's okay, right? Yeah, that's true. And you know what? That a million that one million dollars that would go towards Next Scott year. Wilson sitting on the bench if you claim him. Mm-hmm. I mean another team can just use that to pick up a guy and who would he, actually play. And when he does go to Rochester, uh most if most of the contract will be buried as well. I think only, the Sabres will only have fifty thousand against the books. Mm-hmm when he does get sent down. So it's kind of like Matt Molson where some of it is still on the books, but some of it's, most of it's buried, mm-hmm. for Wilson's case at least. Most of it is still on the books for Matt Molson. But Right. Uh, you want to talk about the the Flyers goalie situation. Yes. So the Flyers started their seventh goaltender. Mike they have McKenna. Mike McKenna, who I want to touch on that interesting situation too with the Vancouver Canucks because uh, they're in a rough spot right now with their goaltenders. Uh, no one's injured. It's just their depth. Um, but Mike McKenna, I, I don't I don't know the result of the Flyers game, but they probably lost. Yeah, the the Flyers have now played as many goalies as they have defensemen, and we are halfway through the season. That's mind blowing. Yeah, yeah. It's how it's, many goalies played suited up for the Sabers the tank year? Let's figure. I think seven. Out. It was. Um, no, the, it, the year before. Well, during the tank. During the tank, those two years. So we got Ryan Miller. Jonas Enroth. Jonas Enroth, Michael Neuwirth. Yaroslav Halak was on the bench. Suited up, yeah. Ryan Vins. Nathan Anders Lewin. Lindbeck, Nathan Lewin. Andre Makarov. Connor Knapp. Connor Knapp. That's nine. That's nine goalies. Will the Flyers hit nine goalies this year? They don't have. I think they've hit everybody in their organization. Did Hackett play? Hackett play? That's ten. Yeah, okay. That's ten. Yeah. Yep. So in those two years, the Sabers had ten, maybe even more goalies suit up for them, dress for a game. Right. Will the Flyers do that this year? Probably not. Maybe over a course of two years. I mean, the Sabers that was over the course of two years, so definitely possible. But and the the Flyers aren't even tanking; they're just bad. So that's. That's scary to think about, uh, that you can go through that many goalies. But the Sabres were tanking. They, they were moving out guys. 
left and right who are playing well. And Ralph's playing well. Hey, you're getting traded to the Dallas Stars for a third-round pick in a, the worst goalie in the league, obviously, in back. <laughs> but, yeah, so what what's going on with the Vancouver Canucks is they had made the trade to acquire Mike McKenna from the Ottawa Senators. They traded Anders Nielsen. Hmm. I don't remember the circumstances of the trade. I think they just wanted uh, to open up a spot for... Thatcher Demko. Thatcher Demko, yes. So Demko comes up. That was Utica's starting goalie. Mm-hmm. So Demko is on the backup to Markstrom. McKenna was going to be the starter in Utica. They had to wave him, yeah. He gets claimed, which, I mean, you can't say it's dirty pool by the Flyers because they need goaltender. Mm-hmm. They need goaltenders more than anybody McKenna in McKenna will probably get waved as well, and then maybe the Canucks want him back. Canucks come back. So McKenna, that's axe. He's not there anymore. Bachman is hurt. Yeah. Richard Bachman is hurt. They're, they're back up in Utica. So now they have an ECHL goalie named like Kobolev or something, mm-hmm. uh, or Koboluk, who is playing there. So right now they have Demko and Markstrom available to them and on the NHL club. An ECHL goaltender is their, their third-string goalie right now. And if all else fails there, they have to fall back on uh, Mikey DiPietro. Oh, yeah. They could, yep. could they emergency recall a player to the AHL? To the NHL, only the NHL. So mm-hmm. if so they would if Demko or Markstrom if Demko or Markstrom get hurt, they have to call Mikey DiPietro yeah. pretty much. Yeah, or they would they could just always sign because DiPietro he's too young to play in the AHL but can play in the NHL. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. <laughs> it's, it's it was like it's like Gooley when Gooley got that emergency yeah. recall when he was junior eligible. But I just thought I don't know stories like that really fascinate me because I wonder. Is the ECHL team gonna have to go sign some dude off from? That's that's what happens in the ECHL. I know it's it, the UCHL. The it's a glor. It's a professional beer league. <laughs> pretty yeah, much. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's touch on the skills competition really right. quick. Fun. It was cool. The fan, the kids and fans get to go out there on a. I think it was a Saturday or Sunday morning. Uh, I didn't go. I didn't. There was no way of watching it for some reason. No. They didn't stream it, but the jerseys were. Uh, attracting some attention. They're royal blue. Yeah. They're practically Montreal Canadiens Sabres jerseys. So. Yes. So everyone's going crazy saying, oh my goodness, this has to be our third jersey. No. Let me tell you something, Absolutely not, no. This jersey, it's 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 great for a promotional game. It's great for uh, maybe an alumni jersey or something. You want an alumni to wear. It's great for a special event. However, it would be an embarrassment to wear this thing for an in actual game. Yes, an actual game with stars on it and the horizontal stripe you're ripping off the Canadians. Blues, who are already ripped St. Louis off blue socks as well. Yeah, the blue socks. The Canadians were already ripped off by the Panthers. We pretty much, we went and to the Wild. Yeah. We went to 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 uh what's that? Pure Hockey and bought a few like jerseys and ironed our logo onto it pretty much and Jeez. bought some socks and pants. It would not be a good jersey, folks, okay? I'm sorry. We'd be laughed at. It would be heinous to do this. Like, would we rather have this than the Winter Classic jersey again? Oh, absolutely. Come on. I mean, it would be great to auction them off. And they you did. Know, raise, they did. Yeah, raise some money for charity or something. I hope they did that for charity. What would... Here's the deal. The San Jose Sharks, they did the Golden State Warriors promotion with the, mm-hmm. the promotional jersey... It was a cheap jersey, you know, like just iron logos. Bison's jersey, yeah, or a Bills crossover, right? Buffalo. Now, obviously, 
the Sharks saying it's a really cool idea for a promotional fan giveaway, a Warriors crossover with the Sharks. But could you imagine if they actually wore that for a game? That's ECHL level stuff right there. It's no, it. It's a cool looking jersey, of course, but I mean, it it wouldn't work in the. I get so worked up. I get worked up over goalies and jerseys. That's what I love talking about most about hockey. That's my my favorite mm-hmm. things and 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 like weird hockey history. But I could ramble for days about what makes a good uniform and whatnot. But this would not be a good third jersey. Okay, we're running out of time here. We might oh, go a little long, but yeah, uh, I want to talk about the Oilers. The Oilers are a dumpster fire. What are they going to do? They have the best player in the world on their team. He's only 22, right? 21, 22. Mm -hmm. What is going on in Edmonton? They can't win a trade. They lose every single trade. If Peter Shirelli still has a job this offseason, I'm going to be blown away. I don't think McDavid finished his career as an Oiler. I don't think he finishes this contract as an oil. Yeah. Especially if they don't figure this out, what he's got seven years left after this year. How yeah. much longer can Peter Shirt there's no way Peter Shirelli has a job after the after the season, right? There's no way. Well, I mean, okay. They need to go, they need to clean house. Here's why I'm gonna be skeptical of that if you watch oil change way back in the day when they were at their worst Craig McTavish was there. He's still there. Still there. He yeah. still has a job. Daryl Cates, the owner, he's we don't hear about him because there's other bad owners, such as the Flames guy, Melnick, people like that. Oh, the Stars owner who The Stars owner, yeah. But oh Daryl Cates we, we don't we didn't get to talk about that. Yeah, that's that's its own disaster. Daryl Cates is not well liked from what I understand in, in C- Edmonton. Yeah, by the Edmonton. I could faithful. imagine. I could imagine. It's it's ultimately him who's kept around Craig McTavish. Who, if you watch, Kevin okay, Lowe. Kevin, Kevin Lowe. Lowe's still got to be around too. They don't really like to kick cast guys aside. They just they just they them. fill their front office with former Edmonton Oilers players, and that's that's a problem. You can't do the boys club. No, it doesn't work. Absolutely not. Look at the Kings. Mm-hmm. Now, the only boys club that really worked has been. The Leafs probably. I mean, and they, well, they only had one boy actually, Shanahan. Shanahan never forget about for the that. Leafs, That's though. true. That's I know, I know, I know. I, when I think boys club, I think former players. Yeah. But we'll leave it at that. Uh, what I was gonna say is, if I can keep rambling about this for a moment, uh, you look at that old oil chain show, and if you watch it, you will not be surprised that the Oilers are still at this spot they're in. They were f- run by complete idiots and still are. I told you that story one time about, I think it was Tambellini who used to be their yes. GM, Steve Tambellini. Mm-hmm. And it was like the 2011-2012 trade deadline, one of those years. And they trade for like, they trade Dustin Penner or something for some goof. They might have gotten a first-round pick for him, maybe. Yeah, something yeah. Something like well, that. You know what, that, that was 2012 because Penner went on to win the Cup mm-hmm. with uh, the, Kings. the Kings. But Tambellini looks at his, he looks at his boardroom and goes, how great is it that we're in a position where we don't have to make trades anymore? You dingus! It's not surprising to see where this team is at if you've watched like the show that yeah. far back. There's I never watched the same spot. Change. Is it on you? I hope it's, it's on, on YouTube. YouTube. Oh, oh yeah, it's all on YouTube. Watch. Mm-hmm. watch it. You will love it. 
you will love it. All the old like prospects and stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's it is wonderful. You will love it. Just it's a comedy. It's like a mockumentary. <laughs> it's like The Office now. It's it's a hockey version of The Office. <laughs> oh my god, that's great. That's great. Uh, okay, let's do prediction. Does Peter Shirelli still have a job when the season ends? Yes. Really? Yes, because they're that incompetent in Edmonton. I want to say, you know what? I want to see Connor McDavid traded. I do. Mm-hmm. I want to see him get moved. I think that would be awesome. I don't even have and faith. And I want to see them get robbed. Can yeah. you imagine? I don't even imagine? have faith they'd get proper compensation. Oh, absolutely no. not. It's Peter Shirelli. If Peter Shirelli, could you? Oh, my God. God forbid Peter Shirelli is still the GM of Edmonton five years down the road or whenever this trade happens, but he, the clock's ticking. You have the best player in the world on your team, mm-hmm. and it's just its going nowhere. Mm-hmm. Their prospects aren't really performing. Yassi Pugliarvi isn't really coming up big. You he scored here tonight. Oh, good for him. But good, you know, yeah, good for him. Uh uh, Kyler Yamamoto. I, I don't really pay attention to the Oilers that much, I'm but not I, I don't really hear much about him. But you're playing Zach Cassian and Jujar Kyra with Connor McDavid. You have they have three arguably number one centers: mm-hmm. Connor McDavid, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, and Leon Draisaitl. How do you mess this up? How like the only thing you need are wingers and maybe a couple more good defensemen. And a goalie, but what day was the Bruins game? The Sabres Bruins mm, game. The I most recent one. I don't remember. I don't know if it was during that one. It was during that game. But uh the Oilers were playing that night and they had sixteen shots on goal the whole game. Fifteen of them were from McDavid's line. You gotta be kidding. Only me. one came from the bottom nine forwards. <laughs> and then the next game they won four nothing. So. And the thing is, he's playing with Zach Cassian and Jujar Kyra. I don't know how to pronounce his name. but And he's still one of the leading point scorers in the league. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine if this guy had wingers? If they had Taylor Hall or Jordan Eberle still? Could you imagine? Could you imagine? This team is a train wreck. I don't understand. How do you think it feels... To be Connor McDavid and hear your coach Ken Hitchcock say after the game, the only player who came to play tonight was Darnell Nurse. How do you think it feels to be Connor McDavid? Because you know that kid brings it every night. He does not take a game off. I wonder if Oilers fans have it out for McDavid like some Sabres hit fans have it out for Eichel. Mm-hmm. You really think so? Oh wait, I'm sorry. Can you repeat that? Do you think that some Oilers fans have it out for McDavid like Sabres fans have it out for Eichel? No, no, not from what I see. I I, I frequent other teams' forums. There are some lunatics out there that still want that thing. Like you saw, I saw yesterday someone advocating that the Sabers should trade Jack Eichel. Unless it's some nut on Facebook, or not Facebook, or on Twitter or something. Yeah. If you go on like uh, the teams on like Reddit and whatnot, if you go to their forums, um. You get some pretty good insight on what they think of their teams, but I think most people are very sympathetic to me, David. Even when they're Edmonton has super smart fans, they're very smart hockey fans. And like when the trade a, f- a couple weeks ago, the uh, what, what was their most recent one where oh, man, the was, casual uh, trade? Yeah, Drake Ajula. Yeah, they Drake Ajula and Jason Garrison for uh, 
the guy who broke Connor McDavid's yes. collarbone. Yes, they were completely outraged. Brandon Manning. So they're aware of what's going on. Yeah. They didn't want to happen. And then this. Manning's not even playing for the Oilers anymore. He's yeah. overpaid and has another year left on his contract. This, that's a vintage Peter Shirelli trade. I don't mean to hold up the show anymore, but if you want to get, to, I don't know if you wanted to. No, I, let's keep talking about the Oilers. The Oilers, this, yeah. This is this is good. The goaltending. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, t- I think both of them are. No, I think I think Koskinen has another year, maybe, but I think Talbot might be done. Everything is wrong. I mean, Caleb Jones is looking pretty nice. Yeah, Caleb He's Jones, a pretty good high Seth Jones's brother. Yep. Uh, but what do they do? What do they do? What can they do? They need to fire Peter Shirelli. Do you think when Connor McDavid was drafted, he imagined in three years or in four years, his line mate would be Alex Shazon? Probably thought it'd be Taylor Hall. He got Alex Shazon like fourteen. Shazon's having a good season because so. of Connor McDavid. Yeah, because of Connor McDavid. <laughs> like, he he got him. He all okay. Alex Shazon. T- I don't know if the. Tell me if this is coincidental or not. Okay, Alex Shazon already beat his career high in goals, playing with Connor McDavid, halfway through the season. McDavid could turn Alex Shazon into a thirty goal scorer. Mm-hmm. Shazon Easily. was. Yeah. He was on a PTO. Before the season started, I believe. How many years left does Peter Shirelli have on his deal? That's what I want to know. It should be just this year, but it won't be because that team is the most incompetent organization. I feel like teams give GMs four- or five-year deals, and it's already almost been five years or four mm-hmm. years. I think this is year four. Yeah, I would not be surprised four. to see him get extended even. Could you imagine the, the pure outrage? I have no in faith in that organization. What, what outrage would be greater? If Peter Shirelli was extended in Edmonton, or if Jeff Skinner was traded, what outrage from each fan base would be greater? I want to see Peter Shirelli. Yeah? Yeah. Because Sabres fans always have a way of spinning it into a positive. Yeah, I think there is if, nothing. If Skinner, I, I mean, I'm just throwing this out there. If Skinner is traded, you can say, oh, maybe he didn't want to sign, or they're not screwing themselves over cap-wise. If Shirelli's extended... Here's a deal. What, what what positive spin can you put on that? Sabres fans haven't yet said, "What if we never get this turned around and we have to trade Eichel? What if he doesn't want to be here?" Oh my God. Oilers fans, <laughs> their only positive is Connor McDavid's future, and that's already turning into a negative into thinking, "What if McDavid doesn't want to finish here?" Mm-hmm. That's the difference Luckily between our fans. for them, bases. it's still seven years. Uh, I'm gonna look at McDavid's contract it, right now. Before. It sucks as a hockey fan, just as strictly a fan of the game. I don't believe in the Oilers organization. I don't. I They're don't think brutal. anybody does. They're horrible. Taylor Hall for Adam Larson. Yeah. Giving Lucic the contract. They haven't out. won a single trade. Like, ever. Nope. They haven't made a trade to help the team, to help McDavid. And McDavid is a team. Any trade you make has to be designed to help Connor McDavid. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, they're the only team that's in that spot. His no-move clause kicks in in 2022-2023. So before that, they would have free range to trade him wherever. Could you imagine? That would be the year, 2022. That would be. It can year. happen. I really think it's not. It's if they don't get this thing, they should have been. I mean, quite frankly, winning cups by now. Where is the ideal destination for Connor McDavid? For Connor McDavid. Oh God. Like Montreal. we're talking Wayne, Gre- like Wayne Gretzky getting. Traded to L.A., Trade like to the LA. perfect circumstance. The like perfect where, storm. The perfect storm where maybe even the league gets involved and like, you know what, 
we got to put this guy here. Seattle, Seattle. I you stole the words right out of my mouth. Yeah. Or Vegas. Vegas, yeah. No, there's no way they would. I mean, Peter Shirelli is Carolina, a doof, but he would not trade McDavid in the division. No, no. I, Toronto would not happen. I don't no. think Toronto would happen unless like Matthews was coming back. You know who could probably afford him? Colorado, Florida, Florida, mm. Florida. He'd want to play for a good organization, though. That's true. The island, Islanders, or Rangers. I think the Rangers. Mm. Could you imagine McDavid? In the Big Apple. Oh, mm. Broadway, Connor. Yeah. Oh, man. Jeez. You see, none of this would even be a discussion right now if the Sabres won the draft lottery that right. year. Because, uh... How do you think the league would be different if Eichel was an oiler? Do you think they'd be worse? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because... Yeah, because he's not McDavid. Yeah, he's not McDavid, yeah, yeah, but... Yeah. If the Sabres won the lottery, the Coyotes would have Eichel. Oh, true. You're yeah. right. And yeah. then the yeah. Oilers would have Dylan Strong. Oh, my right. God. Could you imagine if the Oilers, like, we, you want to talk about the Sabres being screwed up with Dylan Strom. Imagine the Edmonton Oilers with neither Eichel, no McDavid, but Dylan Strom. Oh, my God. I can't even picture. Like, they, oh, my God. We spent all that time a couple months ago destroying the Senators. We're doing all of that in 20 minutes on the Oilers. <laughs> like, this is more than we've ever dismantled the Senators. Mm-hmm. And we're doing it all to the Oilers right now. And they deserve it. This is the team that we should... We wasted time on the Senators. It should have been the Oilers a little Well, time. the Senators, they're in last place right now. Aren't, That's aren't they true. Not? They're in last place. I, they haven't had one of those, I oh think my there are God, 35 I, can't points. Be- I can't believe this happened moment in a while, but... I somehow feel like they're better than last year, though. Uh, well, the, they're definitely more... Fun to watch, yeah. Simply because you know you got Thomas Shabbat, you got these young players coming up, but they they've really trailing off. Minus thirty six goal differential. But you look at the Blues; they got thirty eight points, and they're a point out of twenty third, twenty fourth in the league. It's pretty close down there. So I, again, I, as I said earlier, I can definitely see the Blues creeping up the standings. It's it's not a playoff team, but maybe when a team. Is you know a, a bad team is a couple points out of a playoff spot. It's it's always you know it's always uh, the hot thing to say. Well, it's because of this one player, and that might not always be the truth. Okay, maybe there's some guys producing underneath that we don't know about. Yeah. The public doesn't know about. But with Connor McDavid and the Oilers, it's the God's honest truth. Okay, they are two points out of a playoff spot. How? Connor McDavid. That is how good Connor McDavid is. That, he is just, uh, he's carrying them. Good Lord. He's carrying that team. The fact that they're so close, that's just mind-boggling that they're that close to a playoff spot. And they have, no, I'm going to read you these lines. It makes me angry, again, as a hockey fan. That they are screwing up Connor McDavid like that. They aren't even no. They aren't screwing up Connor McDavid. They're ruining his career. They aren't screwing the player. They're ruining his they're, career. They're ruining his career. Yeah, they're robbing us of his accomplishments. This kid is going to win what a third Art Ross most likely in four years in yeah. the league. He's won a heart. Mm-hmm. He's been in the league four years. Okay, I'm going to read you these lines from yesterday. Connor McDavid centering Kyra and Cassian. Mm-hmm. Ryan Nugent Hopkins centering Milan Lucic and Yassi Pugliarvi. Leon Dreisaitl on the third line. 
centering Tobias Ryder and Alex Chason, and Kyle Brodziak centering Ty Raddy and Ryan Spooner. What is that? Who who are these wingers? Yessi Pooley-Arvey should probably be in the AHL. Like, where did these guys slot in on the Sabres lineup? That's what I want to know. Is you Kyra on the fourth line in Buffalo? He's not even in the lineup in Buffalo. Maybe. You think so? I, I don't know, but who Zach Cassian, like who, like Lucic, does Lucic crack the Sabres? Pooley Arvey might, but Spooner's on the fourth line. That trade, I, I thought would. the Spooner trade would work out for Edmonton, but that clearly has not worked out. They tried to trade him when they traded uh, Drake Kajula, but they couldn't find a partner. And then you look at this defense, Caleb Jones and Adam Larson, Darnell Nurse, Chris Russell, uh, Gravel, and Petrovic. They have Adam Gravel now? Yeah. Wow. I, knew. I don't I don't understand. I don't understand. Whoa. That's crazy. Wait, go back to your likes. I'm sorry, I know that kid. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll tell you later. I'll tell you later. Yeah, but jeez. That's nuts. That was fun talking about that. That was very fun. I feel like we can keep going, but we we, we need gotta to get into questions. address some questions right now. Yeah. Uh Ike Daddy asks yes. Since we're halfway through the season, can you redo your award predictions? Oh, jeez. Right off the cuff. Right off the cuff. I'm just seeing this now. Heart. Heart trophy. The heart? MVP. I think... uh, Johnny Gaudreau. He he really... He's on pace for 128 points. Yeah, I'm going to go with Johnny Gaudreau. Johnny Gaudreau... I want to go with. I feel like Eichel's not in the conversation anymore. No, just because no, I don't think he the Sabres was. trailed off. I don't think during he the was. winning streak. I think he he was, but I don't know. It's I, not happening anymore. I want to say Connor McDavid. I, if the see, Oilers make I the playoffs, if the Oilers make the playoffs or even win a round, it's Connor McDavid. I'm gonna go with Nikita Kucherov. Kucherov, yeah, yeah. or McKinnon. But or the McKinnon. avalanche. Kucherov is just a ruthless, cold-blooded Russian killer. killer. Yes. You know, yeah, he's just, yeah. I, oh, no emotion. Nikita Kucherov. Okay, uh, Calder, Elias Patterson. Yeah. Wait, if he's out for a while, though. It happened to Brock Besser. Mm-hmm. If he is out for a while, yeah. like if he misses, the if Patterson misses the rest of the season mm-hmm. or Which is months, likely, I mean, it's an MCL months. sprain. I think an ankle sprain is bad. That's your knee. Mm-hmm. So, is this Darlene's? If is Darlene first runner up? I think he gotta. Yeah. Does Darlene win the call or by default? If Pedersen misses the rest of the season, sure. Yeah. Who, who else is in there? Who will be third? Heskinen. Is there. Heskinen is there. Uh, it's tough. NHL Colin just White's did. having a good season. They just did a post about this. Let yeah, I feel like, I, yeah, let's look Let at me that. see if I can pull that up, but they had their, the mm-hmm. NHL.com people vote, and they had 20 writers vote. Here it is. So, one vote, oh, no, that's the wrong award, but one vote for top spot, mm-hmm. or they assigned it on a point basis. Yeah, it was 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Yeah. Correct. Brady Kachuk, they had third. Patterson mm-hmm. got fives from every single And deservedly writer. so. Right. Darlene was second, oh, though, and a votes. pretty distant second from Brady Kachuk mm-hmm. as well. So And Heskin. Uh, yeah, so I could, yeah, Brady Kachuk definitely deserves a nomination. I, I agree with the NHL.com voters here. It would be Patterson, Darlene, Kachuk. Even if Patterson misses a significant amount of time, I think he still wins the Calder, but just based on the first half alone. 
Is it Heiskanen or Heiskanen? I, I, I think it's either or. Yeah, I know. I've always called him Heiskanen. Uh, Norris. The Norris? I feel like it's Morgan Riley's to lose at this point, right? Yeah, he's having a crazy mm-hmm. stat. Over here. point per game. Yeah. Carlson is certainly trending up, mm-hmm. though. Uh, Rocket. People saying uh, Giordano. Giordano? Too. Maybe. Calgary is having a really good mm-hmm. year. Uh, Rocket Richard. Skinner. Jeff Skinner. Uh, I think Ovi's going to swipe in and steal again. How many goals does Kucherov have? That's Jay Kucherov is an animal. I can look it up. I think the cold-blooded Russian killer has yeah. a chance at this. He is a cold man. Where do we go here? Uh, stats. stats. Goals. Look at Nikita Kucherov has 71 points. How? Already? Yes. Oh, my God. So, Ovi is Landeskog has 27 yeah. goals. How okay, many? if we're looking at these top seven or so guys, who's going to keep up that pace? Alex Ovechkin. Oh, yeah, Ovechkin. Ovi's going to win it. How do you... Oh, okay. Kucherov has 71 points, and he's not even... He's not even, like, in the top ten of goals scored. Is Stamkos there? No. No. They're getting goal scoring by... Oh, Stamkos has 23. Kucherov is Kucherov 21. has 50 assists? Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! And nobody offers you to him. And he's still yep. he's, his second con- his his co- contract now is still a bargain. I mm-hmm. can't believe it. Did you see the Flames have I think five guys over fifty or forty That's points crazy. right now already? Uh, Elias Lindholm. I mm-hmm. I wanted him. Really wanted him. Uh, what other awards should we do? We're not going to do Vesna? the the dumb ones like the Lady Bing and whatnot. Vesna. There's no clear-cut runner, yeah. like, front-runner. John Gibson's having a good year, isn't he? He got hurt, though, didn't he? For a little while. Yeah, I don't know. I want to say, I mean, Vasilevsky's the easy choice, yeah. I feel like. He probably will get it. Yeah. Yeah, Vasilevsky. Uh, that's all we'll do. We'll, yeah. we'll do more award predictions yeah. as we go on. Thank you for the question, fan of the show. Friend of the show, Ike Daddy. Yes, yes. Uh, we'll probably do a couple more. Uh... Why is Tage Thompson not in the AHL yet? That comes from Mike, hashtag not ready. Well, Mike, you're out of your mind. Uh, Mike, you're no longer a friend of the show, Yeah, you're no longer a friend of the show. Tage Thompson was an animal last night. I don't know what you were watching, my friend. (laughs) I can tell you firsthand he wasn't watching much. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Next one uh, comes from, uh, can you even, maybe you can try and give it a shot. Is it that one there? This one. Oh, and here, Evie Jang. Evie Jang. Uh, realistically, what are our playoff chances both to make them and how we do in them? They're good odds, I think, still. I mean, you look at the teams, as bad as our There's, scoring is. I don't think they're going to be in the top three. We're not top three. It's wild card, and there's only a few teams around it right now. It's You're competing with the Bruins for that third spot or a wild card spot. The only team The Islanders, the Habs, and the Hurricanes are kind of creeping up as of late, too. The Islanders are the only team I'm worried about. Mm -hmm. We're better than the Rangers. We're better than the Canes, I think. I think think the Montreal Canadiens are a threat here. I really think Mm -hmm. they are. I mean, hey, have they beaten us this year, though? I think Uh, think we swept them. Can we face them again? Uh, Probably not. I don't think so. I don't think they beat us. It's going to be a tight race, and I don't. I think they're out in the first round if it does happen, because you're probably matching up against the Lightning, and the Lightning are just powerhouses. We'll make no it. Way. We'll make it a series though against them. I think so. We've played some good games against them this year. 
like Colorado last year when they yeah. got they, yeah they made it. We're not going to be series, but they still got. We're not going to be the Devils. We're not going to get killed. Yeah, we're not get murdered by them. Uh, we'll make it a six game series. I think. Mm. I think we can do that. Uh, will the the All Star Game ever be hosted in Buffalo? That comes from John. I don't it should be. I don't see it happening because the All Star Game is an event. The Fan Fest. There's really no place where they can have that. Right. Un- until there's like a big a convention. Well, where do they kind of thing? Where do they do the Fan Fest? At like convention center. I don't think the Buffalo Convention Center is big enough to have the Fan Fest. The Burt Flickinger Center, whatever it is. Yeah. Is it still Flickinger Center? I have no idea. I've uh, been there in a while. I mean, I don't, I don't know what the deal with Harbor Center is, but I don't yeah, maybe they could, maybe in Canal Side, Canal, yeah. But I mean, it's it winter, so exactly, you never know. Yeah, I don't want to do the All Star Game ever comes here in the summer, maybe. Yeah. Uh, should Equestrian be in the Olympics? No. Oh, uh, I don't. That's not a sport. <laughs> Come on. Uh, you can play. Oh, no, that's no. Try, we'll do one more. We, okay. We'll do one more. We we've gone very long here. Uh, that's too broad of a question. I would answer that if we didn't go so long on Edmonton. Uh, oh my goodness. Josh Allen or Jack Eichel comes from Pat. Jack Eichel's the more sure thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jack Eichel is a sure thing. Yeah. But yeah. Josh Allen, I love Josh Allen. Josh, Why? Oh we God. have both. Let's appreciate yeah, both I'll of appreciate them. appreciate both. Let's appreciate both of them. I was at that final game. He was just what a performance, Josh Allen. What a performance! Five touchdowns. Are you kidding me? Total touchdowns, man. He's a fantasy option next year. I'm picking. Like if, you're, if you have, if you have a bye week, go Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. He can do it all. I he was my quarterback at the end of the season. Fantasy, Josh Allen. There you go. One thing I'm worried about is Kiko tried to do it to him. He's gonna get his head taken off one of these days, and we need to we need to protect him. Because he's gonna get it's, he's gonna get it. Draft an offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, once you're out in the open field, yeah, it's just you against sure. another guy's helmet, and that's the scary thing. All right, we went really long here. Not twenty long. minutes. Yeah. There's longer shows. Yeah, out we've there. had longer. We've been trying to keep it. Joe Rogan goes shorter. three hours. Joe Rogan, I love yeah, the I Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah, all the memes. <laughs> three. Could you imagine if we did three hours? Maybe someday we'll do. I feel like we, I feel like we could have gone three hours today. I really we could go three hours just on the Oilers. Yeah. If so you fun. if you want to see an Ed, an Edmonton Oilers only roast fest, maybe like a live commentary of uh, oil change, we'll do it. We should do a watch along of oil change, just as like an offshoot episode. Yes. That'll be great. If you want to see that, let us know. Uh, I think we, we're gonna wrap it up here. Though. Yeah, we're gonna wrap it up oh, here. Man, We've gone long enough. Put but the in my head. Uh, yes, if you enjoyed, let us know. We love to hear. All feedback, good or bad. Uh, you can follow the Charging Buffalo on Twitter and Instagram at the Charging Buff. You can follow us on Twitter as well. You can follow me at Joe TCB NHL, and you can follow Luke as well at LVKETCB. And we got some exciting news. Should I say the news? We got some exciting news. Uh, both of us yeah. will be interning at WGR 550. Yes, in a couple weeks. So I'm we're excited for that. I was there. Uh, in the fall, I'm mm-hmm. coming back. Luke is there for the first time, so we're both rather excited for that. Super mornings, excited. both of us will be yes. mornings, so that'll be great. Waking up at six a.m. should be no. Being you know, there I'm gonna be three to seven actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, around. I'll there. be there bright and early at six in the morning. So. I mean, hey, I might want to come in a little early too, yeah, though. We'll see. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, so that mm-hmm. should be fun. Uh, what all do you guys without the podcast? Maybe that doesn't happen. So 
Exactly. Thank you for listening. We appreciate each and one of you. We've been going for so long. Yeah, it's almost been three years now. Yeah. If you've been listening for that long, kudos to you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's all we got for this episode. We'll be back next week, hopefully talking about some more wins and more performances like that New Jersey game, some yeah. more secondary scoring, and hopefully Jack Eichel returns. Yeah. So once again, we appreciate you guys for listening, and we will see you in the next one. Thank you.